electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Market insight and analysis. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC, Squawk on the Street. Good Wednesday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer and David Faber at Post 9 of the New York Stock Exchange. Futures a bit soft here despite more signs of crumbling inflation in the U.K. and Germany today. Bond yields reflected. German 10-year below two, first time since March. And our own 30-year with a three-handle, first time since July. Our roadmap begins with FedEx. The quarterly fumble shares tumbling after weaker demand hits their revenue outlook. Plus year-end rally pause. Stock futures are pointing to a lower open. The S&P, though, is still within striking distance of what would be a record high. And whether it's wheels falling off, suspensions collapsing, or axles breaking, Tesla reportedly blaming bad drivers for those flaws. Let's begin with FedEx this morning. Down in the pre-market on these latest results, they cut their revenue forecast as weaker demand hit sales in Express. Here's CEO Raj Subramanian on the call last night. When you step back and review how our business has performed in environments with suppressed demand, we are delivering much better profitability today than we have historically. In the quarter, we reduced costs by approximately $200 million in our surface network, including our U.S. Express operations. This was driven by shifting to a single daily courier dispatch, applying dock productivity initiatives, consolidating underutilized sorts, and maximizing the use of rail. Jim, what's curious is they say pretty good things about uh, freight and ground. Really interesting about freight, absolutely. Uh, But you know what, look, I think you have to say it like this. I think that that Raj did a great job in the previous quarter, and everyone got all bulled up. But the one thing that I would point out, and I would be a buyer of the stock, you know, it's probably going to settle in somewhere in the 240s, because this company used to lose a fortune on a quarter like this. I mean, you would have revenues that weren't that good, and David... We would be starting to think that activists are going to come in because they're losing so much money. They're making a huge amount of money with these revenue numbers. What are they going to make when they get it right? If they get it right, though, isn't oh. that the question? I mean, what's going on with Express? Because that's kind of the locus of the problem well, here, some right? Post office issues. Um, uh, you know, I, and, and speaking to a couple of holders, um, I mean, it's hard to understand whether there's a margin at all in that business. If there is one, it's awfully small. And just to give you a sense, it used to contribute in 2022, EBIT from Express was 43.5% of overall EBIT at the company. It's 18.9% this year, and it may fall to as low as 12% next year. Well, I I know they... Now, the other parts are doing well. Yeah, the other parts are doing well. But what's going on here? Well, you know, Ken Hexter wasn't sure. I mean, he just knows a lot more than I do, the analyst. And he, that was his first question, what's going on here? And uh, you know what? My take is, is that if the pros don't know that we need to know more, uh, you're right. Uh, I believe that there's just these, you know, a couple of different reasons why. None of them sound cogent in the, uh, t- independently. Together, they obviously hurt things. But I want to reiterate that, you know, they're do- he's doing a lot of reorg. He's still taking the, 
Mr. Raj, st- this the drive program still going to take out the total five bill. Express had better had had better quarters. You know, remember there was an activist in this stock. I reported on it for quite some time. It was D.E. Shaw. There were some board members changes, some agreed upon board members that was started in like April of 22. They're still there, by the way, as a, well, as a, look, as a significant really? holder. But there have been much better quarters for Express. But are you between, thinking that this is a really bad quarter? I mean, what I've got here written is, you know, one holder saying this is a shocking result. They're blaming Topped. transitory actors uh, without quantifying actions, what, what they were. It wasn't volume. It wasn't price. But clearly there's something still wrong with the cost structure. Um, there were a the lot last, of head, margins there were last wins. quarter here had improved substantially, so this is is puzzling, um, and that is kind of where I am. Um, it, it does imply certainly that this express business is not earning a sufficient margin at all, Jim. It's quizzical. It has to be fixed. I think it will be fixed. I think that that's next. Uh, by the way, look, how about some good things? They took they took significant share from UPS. I don't think that's going to come back go back to UPS. Uh, I do think that uh, there were some issues involving, you know, like I, I contrasted J.B. Hunt to them, and mm-hmm. they just are at a different point in the cycle because J.B. Hunt said we're coming out of recession. It was a really good quarter from J.B. Hunt. You know, other just trying to get other transports involved. But I, I look, I'm not going to go against you. No, right. yields were fine. Seasonality was fine. Right. It's not volume or price. So what's the problem, at least in the point, again, of a couple of holders well, here? They're not getting the answers that but they there would was a, to, did you get to be this able problem to really understand it. In terms of Express, by the way, as you point out, the other parts of the business doing well. But did you get this problem they have with the, with, uh, the U.S. Postal Service, a contract that they, they had to abide by that was not a good contract that, that hurt them? No, I mean, I, I think didn't. that that's significant. Okay. Uh, it's something that... That was apparently an it was legacy, but they're not getting their due in this UPS con- in this postal service contract. It's hurting them, uh, and that that could also be a problem. Yeah, operating margins uh, in Express below two. Uh, not a lot of ratings changes today, Jim. JP no, Morgan what, trims right. to three hundred five. Barclays cuts to three ten. Uh, but reiterates an overweight. Well, because if he gets it right, and we do get back to the levels of this one division that. That David said, then I think you got a four hundred dollars stock. So you've got you know t- t- of you know forty down, a hundred up. Mm-hmm. But I look, I was surprised. I, I I thought it would be blowout, okay. But I also thought that in the end there were issues again, individual issues that that didn't work. And I think that what we're all worried about is that this is this was the course of FedEx was right. that there was always something going wrong. Well, watch transports today. Interestingly, Ed Yardeni last night. Uh, suggested that he thinks transports will confirm. I saw that the industrials record high early next year. Well, look, I think that the rails are doing quite well. Uh, I mean, CSX is doing okay. I think Union Pacific's doing quite well. Norfolk Southern's coming back from the disaster that they had. I always uh, think also about the time Raj told you a little more than a year ago that oh the, my God. the world was going to enter a worldwide recession. Yeah, boy, I hit him on that. That was a tough day to start things. It but was, and the stock was down. A lot of things. Market was down on those comments. Yes, and those comments because it should be. But he's not saying that correct. now. No, I, he's not. But, when I talked to him about about the uh, the truckers seeing things better, he said, "Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that's better." 
But again, truckers, by the way, are really bullish. But again, uh, uh, investors does seem to just to seem to come away from the call without real answers but as to what exactly is going on in terms of the performance at Express, which was well below expectations. Okay, to okay. Have people understand that's why the stock's down, even with cost savings. And without those cost savings, by the way, they would have been loss making at Express. Right. But the cost savings make it so that they yeah, they had a margin money. of some kind, but it wasn't much. I mean, take a look at like a company like Lindy, one point okay, seven industrial gases and. Their business has been flat for years, but because the margins are good, they've been blowing out the numbers. And there's a belief that when they get any sort of relief on growth, it could be gigantic. That's kind of how I feel about this, about this company. Lindy, Lindy is incredibly well run. I'm not saying that FedEx is poorly run. I'm just saying that this is what happens is Lindy's revenues are not anything special, but they make so much money. And the reason I mention Lindy is because they're inventive. And I think not nearly enough is talked about with the most important deal in this country right now, David. Yes. Which is the Lindy Exxon deal for carbon capture. I think that is the template for the Again, they're not making a lot of money yet. No. But no. this is what you want. You want these companies that have these great revenue ramps, of which I say FedEx does, and they figure out how to handle cost control. Without a doubt. I think it is. You're, you're right to point at that. And Exxon what, has yeah. done a number of these commercial arrangements now in terms of at least being in a position to capture carbon from well, the operations of these kinds of companies. Do you agree with me, um, by the way? You know, I didn't mean to switch total direction, but I, okay. I think that we're going to have certain themes for 2024. And what you did with, with Exxon is one of my biggest themes for 2024. Great. Um, I mean, Darren Woods was with me a couple of weeks back. We were continuing to talk about low-carbon solutions. They have increased uh, their their capital outlay, but there is still question in terms of ultimate return that they can generate from that business at this point. So true, um, true, and that will continue to be a question. Gotcha. Uh, meanwhile, broader markets today, Dow and NASDAQ riding nine-day win streaks. S&P within striking distance of a new record close, about a percent away. Uh, Jim, I mentioned U.K. and German inflation at the top, uh, but German PPI year-on-year uh, year down almost eight, and we mentioned the 10-year there uh, below two. Yeah, well, I think that, yeah. look, you would think that if we did, say, a big auction, uh, German trust money would move here. Uh, and that's what we used to see. We used to see a lot of foreign flows. But right now, they don't, they don't go anywhere. I mean, they're willing to accept that return. The same way Japan's willing to accept these returns. I don't get it. Why? But I guess it's in the, the trust agreements that they can't do it because it makes no sense to buy their 10-year if you can buy ours. If you can buy ours. Right? I, I would think so. Or are they listening to the various people who come on from the Fed? who uh, their goal is to confuse. They are astoundingly good at it. And they're also gas bags. <laughs> so they're gas bags whose, whose role is to co- confuse. Is that what you just said? I think it is. Yeah. No. That's In reverse saying. order. I reversed it. But yeah, no, got it. Yeah, okay. no, I mean, like, I listen to these people, and I, it's, like they're, it's like they're calling a different game. It's like the Mannings calling it versus, like, Troy Aikman. I mean, you know, there's one game. There's one game. And the game is that Pal wants see some cuts. He's worried about the economy slower. Uh, doesn't want Germany. How much do you think no. he really is worried about the economy slowing? What do you I mean? Because, I, you know, I, I have what, had these conversations that have recently with um, uh, executives and the like. I know you do. You know, 
and I see right here AI, right? Um, yeah, well, AI, so I'm they're starting to AI. really talk about the productivity increases, especially for large companies who can spend the money it's very real. Uh, in terms of what AI is going to mean for their business. And it may supercharge certain things in terms of how they price, for example, consumer right. products companies. Right. Well, I don't want to be a banker. And so many other I don't things. Be a banker, Not just generative AI, by the way, which we always talk about, but right. just advances in good old-fashioned AI, right. you know, the ability to analyze quickly and do things they simply couldn't do prior. Well, I don't think it's there yet, Frank. I mean, I, I was looking up some companies, and I said, could you please put your description of these companies <laughs> in words that sound like Jim Craver? <laughs> and one of the companies was like MongoDB. And it said, <laughs> hey, hey, mucus head. <laughs> you really think hey, this is funny? Called anybody mucus head? No, it's a good one. You should, but hey, mucus. it gave you a good idea now. Hey, mucus head. <laughs> no, I mean, I would never do that. I mean, boy, I, I'm saying that it's not there yet. I've never called anyone a mucus head. Generative AI may not be completely there in certain ways, but I think the tools that these companies need to help them in terms of understanding and pricing, for example, products by zip code, that's there. That's there. That's there. And that helps. And that helps margin. And that could be a tailwind to the economy in 2024. Right now, proofread. Soon, right. Without you. I mean, let's say I wanted to send out 100 mortgage documents. I would say, well, I got to look at each one. And that would take a week. Here, 100 mortgages are done in what? Six minutes? Mucus head? (laughs) <laughs> that's thankfully, that's his new not. name. There's a lot of flu and cold stuff going around, but I'm not. How thank- did it, hopefully, how did it choose it. that? <laughs> uh, doing even better than humans, I guess, and on the on the you can't, And none of those things. FDA says none of those things work anyway to get rid of the mucus. <laughs> when we come back, uh, a new report uh, on Tesla uh, suggesting that faulty vehicle parts. Uh, are being blamed on consumers, not the company. We'll get details on that. Take a look at the pre-market. Bunch of calls to get to as well. We'll get to General Mills and some uh, downgrades of companies like Costco when we return. Did you hear that? That's what an estimated 500 horsepower sounds like. How about that? That's a premium banging Olufsen sound system with 18 speakers and a Biosonic sound experience. That, that's our legacy. You ready to be a part of it? Go, give it to you. Unlock the energy of the all-electric ZDX Type S. Order now at Acura.com. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration. Our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. New piece out of Reuters today claiming the Tesla blamed drivers over the failure of parts the company knew were defective. Internal documents reportedly showing it had tracked the chronic flaws and failures for years. Uh, Jim Reuters claims they uh, have surveyed thousands of Tesla documents on this one. Well, we know that Hertz, that uh, Stephen Scher talked about that the rental car company, that there have been far more accidents and, and things go going wrong. But, you know, he blamed it on the fact that the, they didn't know 
that Tesla is just harder to drive. They don't understand how to drive a Tesla, and they get in and they make mistakes. Didn't say that the Tesla was a uh, a flawed vehicle. He's continued to buy them because it, pe- people want the largest car that's sold in America. But people don't know how to drive it. Yeah, this is not involving any kind of software or no. autopilot. This is about uh, suspension. Uh, steering parts, which Reuters claims have been talked about online for years. Well, also, I, I, I think that there's questions about how to fix what goes wrong, but it's not the, it's not a recall issue. What I like, what I thought was really interesting about Hertz was that when that that Musk has always said they hold their value. One of the reasons they don't hold the value is everything you just said. Hard they, to fix. Yeah. I mean, David. Although there were supposed to be very few repairs ever needed, right? But that's not true. Turns because there's so fewer part, there are fewer parts. But that's the canard. That's the canard that Hertz has exploded. I know. That was, and that was what was curious about it. Yes. Like, wait a second. We thought the maintenance was actually supposed to be uh, 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 a lower, harder percentage number overall. Harder, and it's a Hertz problem. I thought, no, it's a Tesla problem, according to Hertz. Tesla problem. So it is like he said, she said to some degree, but I think that the Tesla problems are so uh, large at Hertz that it has to be, it can't be Hertz. And people don't know how to drive them. It's just true. People have never been in one. I mean, it's not like they're putting gasoline in the, you know, electric tank or anything. Yeah. But they just, you know, they get confused. Yeah. Meantime, uh, reasonable. Panasonic, according to Nikkei, is uh, dropping plans to build an EV battery plant in Oklahoma, yeah, yep. which uh, just adds to the theory that we're seeing a slowdown in, in EV growth. I mean, the slowdown is real. And if you're Ford Motor, you want to, well, you're not hoping for a slowdown, but you are the hybrid company. And everyone keeps saying that hybrids are where people want to be. Yep. Uh, I thought the F-150 Lightning was going to sell out because that was the inclination. That was kind of what we were getting. But obviously, that's not the case. Um, you know, when it comes for, uh, to Tesla, I think really a focus on China, not their manufacturing there. Obviously, the Shanghai plant is their most important, but selling there. The competition, from what I hear in China, in terms of EVs, is, oh, is very, man. very strong now. <clears throat> and there's got to be a focus on their ability to maintain, if not increase market share, or even just <clears throat> somehow maintain at least to some level. Uh, you've got, you know, you're talking about 34% penetration or adoption rates in China on par with California. Uh, at this point, far above those in the United States. And many uh, manufacturers, including those I'm told they were making automobiles now, automobiles now at price points that are quite low, but a quality that is far higher than you might have anticipated. Oh boy, if they, look, if they let them in, in Secretary Monos, they won't let them in the United States. They, they destroy our industry. Like They won't let them you know, They just destroy it. Well, I mean, look, we have a steel business that they would have destroyed. Instead, we've got Nippon Steel paying a fortune for letter X. And we're going to talk soon about bourbon, about whiskey, and, uh, you know, the tariffs there versus uh, what we put on. Yeah. We, we, we're long so much whiskey here, so many barrels, and there are a lot of loads that are out there. Everyone wanted Pappy Van Winkle. Instead, they got Kentucky <laughs> Gentleman. Yeah, not everybody can afford the pappies. Um, We'll get Kramer's Mad Dash countdown to the opening bell. It's going to be a busy morning. We'll get conference board, existing homes, Goolsby. There's a 20-year bond auction. A lot more squawk on the street when we come back. Did you hear that? That's what an estimated 500 horsepower sounds like. 
just gonna give it to you. How about that? That's a premium banging Olufsen sound system with 18 speakers and a Biosonic sound experience. That, that's our legacy. You ready to be a part of it? Unlock the energy of the all-electric ZDX Type S. Order now at Acura.com. Seven minutes before we get started with trading here at the New York Stock Exchange. Let's get to a mad dash. We talked a lot about a firm yesterday. Uh, when you're checking out without any help at a Walmart now, you can still do buy now, pay later. Um, although at these self-checkouts, I like to say maybe people do steal now, never pay. Well, Costco says that people have, a lot of times they have watermelons underneath and they forgot to pay for the watermelons. Right. So, um, but you want to come back to this name, why? Yes, because you see, David, this is this company with profits. It's meme. It's memeified. It's memeified because Damn. there was a big short position. There's a 22% short position. Max Levchin turned out to not have bad loans. He was supposed to be the guy who was hurt the most when when Jamie Dimon's six percent number occurred. Remember, Jamie thought the rates were going to go to six. Uh, they didn't. So then, next thing you know, they're cutting rates. They have no, very few bad loans. The Walmart, they already had that deal, but that was the kind of thing the memes are saying, oh, right. it's like, wow. Right. They, it they it should not have been, what would the stock go up yesterday? No, then you, up you 12, can buy 13%. an icy. You can buy an icy with a firm. Boom. You know, it's one of those, right? I mean, you go to Target and they'll let you buy the cat and jack. Boom. <laughs> so anyway, this is one of the great short squeezes. And today, Mizuho contributes to it by saying that pretty soon there'll be direct deposit, David. You're going to have an affirm card, rapid adoption, sounds a little like Block, formerly Square, full services, a firm money account could turn plastic into gold. Boom! I don't even understand what you told me. Well, I'm Direct just saying, deposit of okay, what? Okay. Well, What's getting direct deposit? All right, all right, let's just cut to the chase. Mm. David, $30 price tag goes to 65 <laughs> Could you get me someone who's really tall here, please? <laughs> who's really tall oh, here? Carl's taller than both of us. All right. Um, I got it. It's called a I squeeze, got it. It's David. called a squeeze. When no, I know. This has hurt. This hurt a lot of hedge funds right there. I'll just yeah. I'll do a little drawing. And, too. you know, there are a lot of hedge funds. Oh, you mean like what? Were you playing hanging? House of Pain. You oh, got the your House number? of Pain, the HOP. Yeah. So they contributed to the HOP big time at Mizuho. There you go. All right, we got an opening bell now only four and a half minutes away. Imagine that. You can catch us anytime, anywhere by listening to and following the Squawk on the Street opening bell podcast. We're back in a minute. Welcome back. Tomorrow morning, uh, don't miss it. We're going to have a uh, exclusive with Morgan Stanley's outgoing CEO, James Gorman. I like to call it, I like to call it sort of why an, is it an exit interview. I'll be with him in person at, uh, at their headquarters in, uh, in Midtown. Have an IFB. Uh, no, no IFB for him. That's a solo interview. Are you kidding? Come on. Nuts. But um, Did you have questions, Jim? Do you have any questions you'd like me to relay, though? Yeah. Or just your warm regards? Well, I got some things. I think I I'll remember take years ago, I actually, I think I introduced you to I, Mr. Yes, you Gorman, did. if I'm And then mistaken. I took him. He became my guest. As you what, always do. What we will do is that we will take this, what I call, offline. <laughs> okay, we'll take it offline. 
But uh, Carl, looking forward to that opportunity to speak to him. Not just about, in fact, much more about the arc of his career, of his 14 years running Morgan Stanley and the changes that have taken place during yeah. that time. Uh, reinvention of, uh, of certainly the emphasis of the business model, work from home, yep. M&A, yeah. you can go all kinds of directions. Yep. I hope they give you some good time. I hope our executive yes. producer gives me some time. I think he might. First, location, he might. first location, where are you Stanley? Say again? First location, where are you Stanley? Where? Two Wall. Two Wall Let's get the opening bell here and the CNBC real-time exchange. The big board, it's womankind helping survivors of domestic violence at the NASDAQ. It's singer-songwriter Walker Hayes celebrating the release of his song, Fancy Like Christmas. As we watch some breath fill in here, Jim, um, I wonder if you think some of the red arrows are about the Red Sea or WTI, highest of the month now at 75? Well, I think that there's also some pieces that says the inflation numbers aren't done being... Uh, there still could be some ones that are up. But I also just think, you know what, look, FedEx did not give you the right tone. A lot of people felt that FedEx was going to be the continuation of the blowout quarters. And then let's throw in General Mills, okay? General Mills was a quarter. They've been one of the highest quality players in this uh, food business. And I came away thinking that both their, their human food and pet food business, they're just not doing that well. And then there's a couple of pieces that just say it's time to take profits. Costco. Someone said take profits. Yeah, North Coast cuts to North, yeah, North yep. Coast, Saw South Coast, East Coast, yeah. West Coast. It, it reads almost like an upgrade. I thought so, too. Uh, but then they uh, say no. solely on valuation. I thought that was one of those things where it's like, let's get a splash. And then, but you were saying that same thing yesterday, to be fair, about certain stocks. You were saying don't be greedy. Things are up a lot. Well, I Broadcom, guess, for example, you I, brought that to our attention. Oh, I, I, last night, my lead on, on Mad Money was, okay, it's time. This is, you have power, when you have parabolic moves, you got to take someone off the table. We have parabolic moves happening right now. So, yes, when I see a parabolic move, I do sell. Yeah. That's what I do. Or at least Salesforce, negative piece on it. It's parabolic move. You want to sell some? I, I'm not going to fight you. I think it's a good idea. Wells cuts uh, CRM and Zoom. Uh, they do a, a survey of IT managers. Right. 90% of IT managers see spend going higher next year. The name most often mentioned is Microsoft, and that's their top. That idea. was a very big win in that piece, and Microsoft is also some win. It, we see it taking share from, uh, with Azure, which I think is important. I mean, look, I, you know, Wells Fargo comes back to just buy CrowdStrike and Zscaler. Enough already with those two, please, even though I like them both. But I just think there's enough people who feel like I do, which is that we have parabolic moves, don't trust them, ring the register. Yeah. Uh, can we come back to uh, General Mills for a second? The Mills? We, we kind of hit it very quickly. Yeah. While, uh, this is a quote. While we saw a slower than expected volume recovery in the second quarter amid a continued challenging consumer landscape, they go on to say we generated bottom line growth thanks primarily to strong uh, HMM cost savings. That was uh, chairman and, and CEO. Uh, Jeff. Jeff Harmoning. But um, did you see each, not each a great level? quarter, though? Yeah. No, I mean, like, they raised prices, and it's really, it's, people, it's not working. Net sales down 2%. We're at the end of the raised price cycle. Uh, gross margin was up 170 basis points, 34.4% of net sales. They're talking about cost savings helping there. You see the organic volume, North American retail minus 5, pet minus 11. I thought it was pretty big. North American food service minus one, international minus four. I mean, yeah. I don't know. It, it, these are things that a I read. I, a read through it all here, Jim. Anything else, or it sort of kind of stands out on its own? 
I think it's a good move. I think this industry is still challenged. Although Smucker reported, and the stock, then the stock went up. I mean, look, even though they did hostess, we went through this period where there was a GOP one, everything's not going to be eaten. And then there was this comeback saying everything's going to be eaten. And then you have, you ought to get into eating because that's solar grid and get out of food. Right. Um, that was it. Did you not even get that joke? No, I didn't. ETN. I was busy looking for something, so I was only listening but a little. But no, you were putting your mic on. You got tripped up there. I, that was at the beginning of the show. No, what I was looking for was... These are not good. ...was Nestle's CEO, because you mentioned GLP Mark? once, and I wanted to sort of... Then I was thinking, oh, let me reference this. So, he says there's no impact. Uh, um, yeah. Ozempic, Wagovi, Majoro, of course, some of the ones we talk about, and Zepbound, I guess that's the other. Yeah. Uh, Lily now is... Right, but... Um, yeah, what did he say? Because he had this, what, this, uh, this LinkedIn thing. Um, and he's kind of saying it's not what. Much no, of the opportunity it. ahead comes from a true understanding of both the needs of consumers and the science. And therapy can result in the loss of lean muscle mass. And so one of the best ways to build and maintain lean muscle mass is protein intake and exercise. And we already see signs well, that demand I've been for Tyson. protein powders, drinks, and bars is increasing. So well, that's true. I mean, the doctors, you know, they need you that, but it, I think Tyson, because they've got, they've got the protein, but Tyson has not cooperated because they're one of the most poorly run companies I've come across in a long time. Right. So he's talking about products that provide nutritional benefits to those who are using GLP-1s, um, mainly focused in North America, again, where the adoption is highest right now. And he says, we're going to build on this broader geographic rollout as well as additional companion products and offerings. It is interesting, guys, though, to see him responding to it. And a number of other companies coming in with this idea that, and you do, you lose muscle mass, particularly for those who are older. That can be a concern. And so you may start to see products that are based on how you add muscle mass while you're on or maintain while you're on these GLP-1s. Why do the Tyson food people like even talk about it? I mean, I'm sure they'll say they talked about it in some release, but it's such a natural. It's like, it's their sweet spot. Protein. That's who they are, the protein company. Yeah. <laughs> I know. They're call themselves I know. protein I'm just making foods. a point. Yeah. They should definitely change their name because, like, the Tyson family itself is not a, let's just say they've done a suboptimal job. Look, why don't you give me a 10-year chart of Tyson food? Okay. Let's see how they've done. Actually, I didn't know how they'd done over 10 years, so I'm curious to they see They should this. merge with Pfizer. <laughs> That's been a tough run. Right? Pfizer over 25 and Tyson, well, there it is. They had a little oh. downturn there. All right, it's not that bad. 56%. Where, you, it ends where it started? No. I mean, it's up 56%. Well, no, It's not I, great. No, it's not great, but it just hasn't. That's definitely not the market. It's moment. no Pfizer. Well, Pfizer is, frankly, the benchmark of. Yeah, of, of, of what? We, right. Poor performance. Yeah, poor performance. I mean, it Can has, we, as, as people who want to defend it will tell you, it has paid, there it is. Yeah, it's well, down. It's too added. It has, and 20 down. years doesn't look much better. It has paid a dividend over all that time, so there is a capital return. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Need to be true. fair. Could you put up a, the 30 year? 30? I don't know if we have 30 year. How about oh, a 10 year? God, put up tw- a 10 year. We just did a 10 year. Put it to, well, it was up 1.9%. 20 years is even worse. Right. Man, remember Lipitor? They bought Warner Lambert. They had the greatest drug, Lipitor Viagra. They were dominating. This was the late, I guess, that the was, 90s. That was then. This is now. Yeah. They had. They that was had a good the book, drug by the way. Love that book. They had Lyrica, which is what I'm on. Which is. Although I imagine you remember the, the day that they announced their vaccine, their COVID vaccine results. 
right? I mean, that was that was an historic day for stocks it for was. all assets. It was. Yep. What? Oh, this is a good. I love Dave giving David these quizzes because he always says uh, he has no idea. But he did it with Jeopardy. I can do this. It doesn't have to be in the form of a question. Uh, what was re- what was uh, released at the bottom? The exact bottom day in the year of of the COVID decline. What was released? Yes. What was announced? I don't. I don't even understand the question. Okay, so the market's going down, 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 down. If you look at the bottom, something happened that day. Oh, uh, Boeing did its debt deal. No, that was a weekend day. Oh, that was a. I thought that was kind of a Stephon Van Selk announced the Moderna vaccine. Oh, for the Moderna. Okay. Yeah. And now is it? Ha- that stock, overlay Wait, that stock on Zoom. You mean they announced Dockusai. results or they announced something positive? It wasn't that they had positive. the vaccine. No, it right. said this, but they say, well, that was pretty, I think it's pretty symmetric there. Yeah. But, we, you know, if we put up charts of, I like this putting up charts thing. I think people like it at home. If we put up the chart of Zoom, Moderna, DocuSign, uh, and we take their names off. Peloton. And Peloton. And Peloton. Yeah, now we got uh, Wells cutting docu to underweight today. That was something. I mean, yes. they're trying to sell company. There was a lot of there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of takeover chatter, wasn't there last week around the name? I know not. I've heard. Well, nothing. they put them allegedly put them up for sale. Allegedly. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, there's some actual real stuff going on. Tell me. Like, well, I want to do this. This is always just here's my pinata moment every morning. That's my pinata moment. Susquehanna, Morgan Stanley both say a buy Boeing. We're coming back to that again. Well, it's the most reiterated buy <laughs> stock in history. It is. It's also uh, um, among the top, say, five most overbought S&P names at the moment. Well, overbought sometimes. Yeah. The S&P is seven. It's a plus that. seven on the like, oscillator. That, since November, it looks just, like one side a of a Christmas line. tree. That's it like literally looks like the, okay. I want the other. That's are we going to get the other side of the Christmas tree? That's a parabolic tree? move. That's the kind of thing that I keep saying you must sell. You cannot own a parabolic move. They never sustain. That's something you learn from day one when you, when you're wow. at Goldman. When you're at Goldman, it's like the second thing you learned after how you should look at bonds first. Or wow, went a little high there. Wow, because <laughs> I went wow. Um, For, it's up. It's up forty six percent in two months, Jim. Wow. I want to I want to do ATT. Bank of America says it's. A show-me story that That's is a, being showed? There's been a couple uh, T named as a best idea for 24. B of A is the one today. Good luck yeah. with that. I, I see mean, them everywhere. It's hard to be not be skeptical. That said, I mean, it's only down 10% this year. How do you like the way David has totally avoided the Paramount call? What, yes. would you, what would you like me to say? I'd like you to You'd like me to reiterate my report of what was well, it a week or so ago, a little over a week it's ago? It's an upgrade to hold it. David, it's a sum of the parts. You always like those. It talks I, about... Redbird and Skydance being very interested. Right, together, and I think that is true. And I, and I can tell you that they have been talking to Sherry Redstone, the control shareholder through National Amusements, for quite some time. Those talks have sort of come on and gone off because they've been going on for a period of time. I think if there is going to be any sort of a deal involving Paramount, it is most likely going to involve a sale of the control stake at a premium as opposed to a whole company sale for any number of reasons. And I've reported on this. I mean, our parent company, Comcast, which, you know, if you'd asked people a couple of years ago, would there have been interest? There might have been. It doesn't appear that that is the case. Did you see the value? Warner Brothers Discovery, I think, would have to think long and hard about it, given you just you're increasing your footprint in linear cable networks, which is the last thing you want to be doing. And so 
and and not to mention there's uh, certainly with Comcast less so with with uh, Warner Brothers, but nonetheless there's always going to be regulatory questions around that. So yeah, I think it is possible that you do see this kind of a deal, if there is a deal to be had. The question, of course, still is one of price. Uh, what uh, Redstone is asking potentially for that control stake, That's how much of a premium, there. and so we'll see. You know, but, but this um, is a and, and, what, and, and it matters where Paramount stock price is if you want to take control of it as well, because obviously you want to do certain things to increase the overall value. Right. If it's trading higher than you want, then you're not, you're not, you're forget the premium you're paying share. You're still not going to move unless you know the, the overall company is trading at a at a reasonable valuation in which you think you can really add value by doing any number of Well, things. you just added value versus the piece I'm reading. Well, thank you. No problem. You. This is really good. He's much better. Yeah. This, this piece is called Deal Feel. Yeah, that's about all they got. They don't have a feel. I mean, it'd be nice to walk into the office and read Faber cuts, uh, you know, uh, DraftKings to hold. Yeah, Steve. I mean, like, no, you're you're this guy's, you know, and I'm not going to mention Stephen K. No, he's fine. He's a name because that would be wrong. We bring him on. He's perfectly good analyst. But he walks in to his boss, and, he, and his boss just said, I just listened to David Faber eviscerate your research. No, no. And, you know, I think it's on, so this, on Christmas Eve. It's certainly like, a nice time, Bob Cratchit, to let you go. I have a very specific set of skills that it kind of falls right into it. Yeah, okay? it's a nightmare. That's about it. It's a nightmare for Stephen <laughs> Kale, I'll tell you that much. Speaking we're, of names uh, Jim, that have had a good run last couple months, Winnebago's up 27 over two months, that's but down well, today on this miss and the uh, revenue, uh, revenue ahead, but profit miss. Trace with Gasly, uh, very small company. I, I always like to look at Thor because they're the biggest, and Thor's doing incredibly well. Another parabolic move. Bob Martin is very, very good. Man. Thor makes airstreams, by the way, which are really cool. They are cool. Look at those moves, though. Well, these are amazing moves because yeah. gasoline is going lower because the, these are Russell names that have been done nothing for years and years, and they're just rocking. And All we right. don't talk enough about them. Well, we spend too much time talking about what? some Fed person who is trying to offset another Fed person. I don't really care what they have to say. I want to own Winnebago. Well, you've also wanted to own NVIDIA, but talk about a parabolic move. I mean, it's going to end the year most likely up over 200 and let's call it 40 percent or so. Well, we'll see, we've got a few is, more sessions to go here. but You can't have a generative AI without NVIDIA. No, you can't. You need so that's one move you don't want to sell, right? You want to own it, not trade it. Okay. That's the rule. Yep. Because Jensen Wong's going to introduce a series of new products that are going to blow your mind. And I think that he has the key to how you can make it so that when you go into generative AI, it doesn't offer you mucus head. <laughs> he's going to blow. Not, he's right. going to blow our minds with what's coming. No, did you read? You know, I, I read the New Yorker piece. It was great. Very I'm just helpful. saying that he has got that this man who does not carry himself as if he is the smartest guy on earth, of which he is, will easily be able to make it so that you might have. As he would tell you, you're going to have people, you're going to have machines that are so much smarter than you. This is the problem, David, although he joked about it a little bit in the, in the New Yorker piece. But he's making peop, uh, machines that are just like... Yeah, they're going to be way smarter than you. I talk right. about this often. AGI is going to happen. But that doesn't And then it's going to be evil. infused in one it of, one of Elon evil. Musk's Optimus robots. And then they're going to, and they're going to be moving around like crazy. Is, is and, he, will he replace Linda Yaccarino? And, and then you're going to, next thing you know, it's going to be halt. Do you think 
Do you <laughs> think that Linda, Yac- think Linda Yaccarino could be replaced by a machine? How did, and, then, and then how about a son of machine? Because she got her son there doing the GOP Oh, did she? Work. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, a little, uh, okay. You were about to say the word nepotism. You I was. not to. I was. You think Thank that you. That's a but bit. now I have, haven't I? Because you filled it in, even though I was not going to say it. I'm just I- saying that NVIDIA should not be sold because they have the, I mean, when you, when you listen to what he's got in store, and remember, his burn less hot than AM did. People care about heat. They do. Well, power consumption. Yeah, but yes, power yes. consumption. Keeping things cool. Yes. One of the main things you have to do in a data center. David's, you rock, man. Thank you. I rock? Wow. Yeah, you rock. Jim, you rock. Like, what'd you, you take rock. this morning? You're in a good mood. I am. I did, and it wasn't Celsius. <laughs> uh, Jim, a lot of uh, news in the theme park business. Uh, yes. We saw Eunice doing some hits from the Zootopia mm. land. Uh, this piece in uh, the journal, I think, looking at our parent considering a theme park in the U.K., I where think it's we brilliant. would bring the fight to Disney in Europe. All right, look, I, I'm not going to tell the parent company of this network what to do, but theme parks are something that very few people have, especially you know how to do them. And when they know how to do them, they can put them anywhere. It's kind of like Costco, put them anywhere. And they work. And that is a way to diversify away from cord cutting. Yep. Uh, parks for Disney is incredibly important. We talk about it often. Of course, it is the cash-producing asset by right. far at that company. And the real question in 2024 will continue to be the same one when it comes to Disney, which is uh, what's direct-to-consumer going to do for me? And, right. and what is it going to really look like in terms of its ability to produce profits in a significant way? The, you, you we still don't know doing? the answer. He's prepping for the Gorman interview because that's what I wanted Aha. to ask him. You wanted to ask Gorman about Disney? Yeah. Why? Because he's on, oh, yeah, he's going on the board. No, I knew that. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> he's not going to want to. You know what he's, you know he's going to answer? He's going to say, I'm not on the board yet. I got nothing no, to tell you. No, you tell him Kramer told him this. <laughs> you just say, hey, listen, Jim Kramer told me. Oh, and then I'll get an answer. Oh, you pull out yeah. the Kramer card. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. All right. Let me tell you something. Okay. Uh-huh. All right. All right. That's, That's like a difference. Oh, you know, Kramer. Well, let me Car- tell you. Carl, I should have been doing all these here's interviews what I differently. Feel about the all these years. I should have been saying. You can start now. Franchise. Jim Kramer finally told me. Finally, well, you don't, the you favorite. Don't do that. Like, you just say, hey, listen. Get somewhere. I'm sorry to do this to you, but Kramer told me. <laughs> and then he's like, all right, I'll tell you. I want Pell Salve. I want this. Meanwhile, Disney hasn't bought back to theme parks. They never did your New Mexico idea. Maybe I'll ask James about that. (laughs) As we go to break, uh, let's watch Bonds. As we said, pretty active day with the conference board on deck. Existing homes in about 10 minutes. uh, 20-year bond auction. And Goolsby at 1230 for the fourth time this week alone. Uh, You got that long bond with a three-handle this morning in the 10-year below 3.9. Be right back. Tomorrow morning, do not miss our exclusive with the CEO of Micron set to report after the bell. He's going to join us at 9 a.m. Eastern time. Stock, as you can see, up more than 60% for the year. Dow trying to narrow some opening losses, down 74. We'll get stopped trading with Jim in just a minute. It's time for Jim and Stop Trading. Fan favorite Dan Ives coming out this morning from Wedbush and says that Apple will be the first $4 trillion market cap company by the end of 2024. Talks about there's absolutely nothing wrong with the iPhone 15. Things look really good. But mainly that the story's endlessly out of China, that there are Chinese problems. Basically says, no, forget it. They're just not happening, Uh, which is good news for Cook and company. Consumer demand good. 
And I just, I read this piece, and I just say, you also have some of the parts, but, you know, this is kind of like what I, I think this is reasonable research at this point with a stock that's not parabolic, that I think is fairly valued if you include the service business, which he says is going to be worth 1.5 to 1.6 trillion on a standalone basis. And I think that's low. It does, remind, that's low. Me, it does remind me of uh, the piece our colleagues at NBC have done this morning uh, about, about President Xi, who they cite three sources saying he told the president uh, in San Francisco that Beijing will reunify with Taiwan, just hasn't been decided on timing, which would have implications for Apple's supply chain, obviously. Yeah, definitely. Um, They're going to do it one day. It's just maybe a day long. What, what do you, it's 37 seconds away by air. This is not Ukraine. <laughs> don't say that. It's, I'm not saying, saying anything. It's going to happen no, one don't. day. Don't. The question is just what we're going to do about it. If but it could be ten years from now. Why would you see that? Why do you see that to the people's republic? I don't know. I just, just like that. I think everybody. How about putting? How about putting some? Seems to be the expectation in China that one day some will occur. to 101st there. That would make a change. Really? Change we're really going to do that? Really going to defend Taiwan, 10,000 miles away? Yes. Really? It's a great ally and it's a democracy. Okay. God, David. You Near lost term, China. You lost China. For Near us. term, we got a lot more. You lost China a lot more issues. Stephen Service, John Patton Davies, David Fable. <laughs> Name me three people who lost China. <laughs> How about what's on Mad Money tonight, Jim? <laughs> Just, well, I'll tell you a lot. Yeah, you got yeah, a lot. How about lot. Xi Jinping? You're gonna bring him on? <laughs> oh, I bring him up every night. I I'm bring, not bring him, him up, up every night. Maybe he'll come on as a guest one of these days. I, I'm going to China. I'm doing my show from China. They don't know it yet, <laughs> but I'm coming. Oh, that's gonna be a good show. Yep, we yeah. do it from a Starbucks. <laughs> okay, That'd be awesome. Jim, we'll see you at six. Uh, Mad Money, six p.m. Eastern time. We'll take a quick break here. Dow with some losses down seventy-one. Back in just a couple of minutes. You've been listening to the opening hour of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. All opinions expressed by the Squawk on the Street participants are solely their opinions and do not reflect the opinions of CNBC, NBC Universal, or their parent company or affiliates, and may have been previously disseminated by them on television, radio, internet, or another medium. You should not treat any opinion expressed on this podcast as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of an opinion. Such opinions are based upon information Squawk on the Street participants consider reliable, but neither CNBC nor its affiliates and or subsidiaries warrant its completeness or accuracy, and it should not be relied upon as such. To view the full Squawk on the Street disclaimer, please visit cnbc.com forward slash Squawk on the Street disclaimer. Did you hear that? That's what an estimated 500 horsepower sounds like. How about that? That's a premium banging Olufsen sound system with 18 speakers and a Biosonic sound experience. that... That's our legacy. You ready to be a part of it? Let's go, give it to you. Unlock the energy of the all-electric ZDX Type S. Give up. Order now at Acura.com.